0: What's going on, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at blackriflecoffee.com. Why support abortion loving Starbucks? Why support communist? Regimes that are Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, everybody else you can imagine when you can drink America's coffee. Go right now. Not only do they have the world's greatest American coffee, not only are they employing hundreds of thousands of veterans, not only are they giving millions of dollars away to charities, including the Dear America Foundation, they also have cool hats, apparel, and like I said, America's coffee. Not only that, they're my friends. We've been friends for forever. And we're proud to have them on this show. Make sure to go to BlackRifleCoffee.com today. And God ordained America to be the greatest country in the world. And it is worth fighting for. It is worth bleeding for. And if it takes it, it's worth dying for. For the greatest country that this world has ever seen. All right, what hey, up, what hey. up, what up, America? What is going on? We have a very special guest, uh, Miss Morgan Zegers. I always want to say Zegers for some reason.
1: Really, people say Zegers, Zegers, often, but you said it right. Yeah, I know. Zegers, thank well, you. I've heard
0: you say it all the time, but but for some reason, uh, I always want to say Zegers. Oh, um, there's a country music singer. His name is Warren Zegers. Love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I get, I, I for some reason I.
1: Was he married? I'm just kidding. There, there you go. You heard it. You heard it here first.
0: Uh, he lives in Pennsylvania, though. How do you feel about moving to Pennsylvania?
1: I'd have to evaluate the homeschool policies <laughs> and a few other things, but it wasn't necessarily on my radar. I'm thinking Southeast, Graham. You know this. I really like the idea of being South outside Carolina's with my a family really good spot. a majority good spot. of the
0: That's All I'm saying, uh, South Carolina. Uh, so all right. You have to get used to the humidity, though.
1: I'm fine with it. I actually love the dry heat of Arizona because I lived in Texas, Arizona, New York. Yep. I'm, I liked the dry heat. Uh, and then I, I love Texas, though in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's Texas, Texas is good. Um, okay, so Morgan, I, I want to talk to you about things because you think so differently than so many other people normally your age, and uh, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, you know, you're you're very into homesteading. Uh, you uh, you are a uh, uh, not not attractive uh, young woman like like you've got your, your you you know you're your very intelligent like but but you want uh, what is counterculture right now you have been very vocal you want to date with purpose uh, you want to marry have children land all that other kind of stuff talk to us a little bit about that like like what makes how did that happen because here today that's like this oh you're ending your life by doing that kind of thing what 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 instilled that in you? Why why are you so different from so many people?
1: That one thing that you just said of, oh, your your life's going to be over as soon as you get married and have kids and start your family, that's really just a lie that's been sold to one or two generations. And for some reason, we've now accepted that as status quo, and I hate that. So I just want to go back to what we were a handful of decades ago. I believe that we have individual societal roles for men and women, and I love leaning into mine. It's the more feminine side of a partnership in a household. Uh, as for how I got into this, I started a nonprofit called Young Americans Against Socialism years ago because I have a passion for history. Right. I interview people that escaped socialism and communism for that nonprofit, and then I hope that students that aren't getting that information in the classrooms because that schools the schools are not teaching it. I hope that they learn from my educational videos. But I'm a country bumpkin and I love being outdoors and I love that lifestyle and I grew up in a military family and then I also run this nonprofit and I think it was just kind of natural for me to eventually come to the realization as I'm entering my late 20s of wait a second, I have to live a lifestyle that is also against dependency on the system and government. And and that just brought me more into uh, learning about this stuff. And I'm fascinated by all of the differences between men and women and the science there and the lies that the left tells us are completely anti-science and they make women sad. I have a lot of young female followers. And so I've really leaned into showing the young women out there that there's a healthier way to do life. There's a better way out there. And what the the left and pop culture tell you is really just going to make you sad, unhealthy, and unhappy.
0: So, yeah, I agree. One, but 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 you know, everybody right now is up in arms about Roe v. Wade and all this stuff, saying it's an attack on women and 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 all this stuff. I would argue that there's been an attack on women for quite some time now, and it's this uh, defeminizing of women. Uh, th- this. Misappropriation of of gender roles and relationships and things. I mean, obviously, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a Christian and therefore I believe, you know, in, in, in men being the spiritual leaders of the home, et cetera. Uh, is it weakening women to talk about the beauty of your strengths as women uh, in, in the roles of relationship, in the roles of society, in the roles of uh, parenting, et cetera? Do, I mean, wh- what do you think about that?
1: Well there's a misconception that this is just wokeness gone mad that it's gone too far and now we're erasing women but i would say when you look at history when the left rises to power they like to get rid of gender roles because it deconstructs the american or the nuclear family unit in that country right and the family unit is the smallest form of government the parents are supposed to be an authority over the children and the government of uh, the governments that have socialism and communism, they want to erase that. And so, specifically, communist China is a good example. They hated feminine femininity, and they wanted women to be more masculine, and they wanted to create this unisex sort of thing. Right. And I found that fascinating because here in America, I don't know if you saw the story recently of Victoria's Secret. Their numbers are have just plummeted since they have stopped doing the the catwalk. I mean, they sell women's underwear. Yeah. Women wear underwear. Women wear lingerie. Yeah. Uh, especially married women. There's nothing wrong with being uh, sexual like that, and wearing that kind of fun stuff, but they decided to make Megan Rapinoe the spokesperson and the representation of Victoria's Secret sales plummet. And I just see this where they say that for women to walk in in underwear and sell that for a company is sexualizing women and it's inappropriate. But in reality, they're always talking about sex. They're always getting really weird with the stuff that they're encouraging on young people and on women and on men. But then when a natural woman leans into her femininity and her sexuality in that way, they shout it down and they say, oh, we have to protect you from the evil people sexualizing you. It's not really adding up. And, And it's really sad to see they are attacking natural women who lean into their more natural tendencies.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I also, I, I think as mature adults, I think there's a difference between, you know, sexualizing thing versus art and artistic expression and, and things like that. You know, a lot of these models and, and things, I mean, that is their form of art. That That is what they do. And, and same thing for clothing designers, et cetera. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. H- how do we fight this? So, so go back to the nuclear family thing. I talk about this all the time get called misogynistic and and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, What has happened in America? So you're younger than I am, Uh, I won't ask your age because it's inappropriate, but, but I would assume we've probably got about a decade gap in here somewhere.
1: I'm 25, Graham.
0: <laughs> there we go. Decade gap. See? Bam. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, man, I'm a good- You're like 10 good, years good, older than everyone you I'm hang out guy. with. I'm, I'm turning into the grandpa here at Sass.
1: Oh, no. It's okay. I'm naturally brought over to this booth because I just hang out with people that are older. Yeah. I, when yeah, you put me in a room old with young fogies. people- I mean, this is a side note, but I, I'm trying to go on dates with boys that are my age, men that are my age. Um, it's not really working out because yeah. they always whip out these jewels- on the dates, I don't hang out with young people often. Graham. Oh, the bait, the bait and stick. A, a, things. Almost yeah. every single one of them, and I'm just like, <laughs> hello. Uh, have you seen my page? I won't consume seed oil, and I am talking about oxybenzone and sunscreen, and I'm talking about uh, primal living and only eating whole foods, and you're. You're vaping on our first date? Yeah. It's just Wait, so vaping's weird.
0: not cool? No, I'm joking. No, no yeah. But no. it's really funny.
1: They all are obsessed with it, even yeah. the girls.
0: Yeah. I, side I, I, note,
1: sorry. Uh, yeah,
0: no, yeah. So there you go. If you want to date Morgan.
1: Don't whip that thing don't, out. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 don't take your jewel out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound any better. That sounds so horrible too. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that is going on the blooper reel for sure. Okay. All right. Back, back back to the point. You know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted There have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. Well, you know, Janet, who did understand, that would be real Americans and the people who invested in gold and silver with birch gold Group. They're protecting your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical. Gold, And it's not too late for you to take action now. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for a free, no-obligation info kit now. So the attack on the nuclear family. (laughs) Yes, Graham. That's the greatest moment of the day so far. That's uh, a great. Grandma's gone crazy. If you want to go on a date with Morgan, don't whip that thing out, she said. So, you know. I mean, on your first date, that's a pretty bad move. Pretty bad move. Well. (laughs) <laughs> not according to a lot of people here. So, so Well, that's what I like
1: to talk to them so, about.
0: So, so so we have we have a lot of younger listeners, but we also have a lot of listeners that have kids that mm-hmm. that that are, you know, have kids that are starting to get to the dating age and things yeah. like that. What has changed so much in our society because now it's very pro sex on the first date, uh, everything's hyper-sexualized, all this stuff, uh, physicality uh, over uh, emotional attachment first, et cetera. What, what, what do you think has happened? Uh, with your, I know that's you don't, a big question. I know it's a big question, but um, I mean, it's a real question. Well,
1: so I, that's the thing. I don't know necessarily what it was like in terms of the culture of what it was like to date decades ago, but I do know that structurally as a society, we did support the nuclear family in yeah. greater ways. And back then, it was very normal to have only a one income family. And yeah. society has taught us that we must have now two. When we talk, I'm sorry, but when we talk as conservatives and Republicans as being now pro family, to them that means doing things like supporting paid family leave so that women can be in the workforce more. And I just think that we've gone so far off of the intention. What it really means to be pro family is to make sure that the parents are focusing on raising the children yeah. first and foremost, and then everything else is. After that, everything else is a second-tier priority. After providing for the family, which the man should do, if you ask me. Yeah. I I can't believe that we have taught women that it's more empowering to go and work and build a career and send your kids to daycare and then send your kids to school and then have them be taken care of by other people, and that you'd be more empowered serving that that job and that career. Because naturally, we will we will be more fulfilled if we lean into our natural nurturing motherly roles. Now when it comes to dating, I get, this is funny because I have a very conservative base that are older and they don't understand how bad things really are with, with young people dating. Then I also have a younger base. So I'm trying to reach those younger girls that haven't gone through this yet. or they are going through it right now where we're taught you have to be like test driven uh, before a guy will marry you because, Oh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to make the wrong mistake. I'm sorry. But if you have strong romance and deep connection with someone, you're going to be able to tell if you're going to be physically okay with each other or not. There's there's ways to test that instead of saying, Oh, well, He's got to test drive you before he'll agree to spend his life with you in that way. Yeah. So that's one of those things. I'll just talk about it, Graham. I don't care. And then also with the left, they say you'll be empowered if you embrace things like casual sex. They encourage you if a guy pays for a date, you have to do physical things with him after that date on a first date. Right. And so when I hear this kind of stuff on social media, I'm like, all right, I'll be the one that goes out and says to those women, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You should not go on a second date with a guy that expects that kind of thing from you. Yeah. And you should yeah. not get physical in that way, even though it's being normalized. And then conservatives look at me and say, Morgan, you should be talking about abstinence. And I say things like, no, right now we just have to make sure that these people aren't having sex with someone they don't want to make a dad. We, yeah. Have, yeah. To, we yeah. have to get them introduced to these concepts first, and then we can talk about kind deeper of values. Into it. Well, it's so but weird. people are decrepit now.
0: Yeah, it's so weird showing my age. Uh, a good date, like the end of a good date, like back when I started dating was... You got a kiss like that was yeah. like the date went super well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like like you hit a home run, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. at the end of the night, and it wasn't like a makeout session; it was a it's such like quick, the quick little thing, quick. yeah. Drop them off at their door, you know, bam, you know, and 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 man, you knocked it out of the park back then, yeah. and that that that's just, I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't not get it. I mean, I was a young man once too. I mean, I remember what it's like to you know. Uh, physical attraction is normally the first thing, right? You, yeah. you see somebody. We've talked about oh, this yeah, on this the show a lot. You see somebody, and and just naturally, it's chemical, it's, it's hormonal, it's everything. Your first instinct is, whew, you know, yeah. probably would, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, and then it goes to, you know, we have to have maturity as adults to realize that people don't look the same for forever body's age, yeah. uh, skin sags, uh, you know all kinds of stuff, and, and it's the emotional connections. But more importantly, the commitment side of things. So, how you've started talking about people dating, me and Alyssa have really started talking to married couples that are having problems because me and Alyssa, we, you know, eight years ago, you know, we, I, I almost lost my marriage because I wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't have or I didn't have God at the forefront of our marriage. I come from a broken home. All I knew was divorce. Like, like, that's all I knew. And, and and so when we started having those hard moments, where the commitment is what keeps couples together, not the feeling of love, because in that moment, I didn't really love Alyssa, and I'm sure she didn't really love me in that moment either. But 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 you know, we're trying to teach people that love is a feeling. I mean, it just is. Love love is a feeling, and 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 I talk about it now that. I choose you means more than I love you ever will to me Mm. because, you know, we went to this marriage conference one time and there was these 80 year old married couple up there. They've been married for like 60 years. Right. And, uh, the old man jokes, he's like, I've fallen out of love with my wife probably a thousand times over 60 years, but, but it's the, the commitment that, that we're losing. And so not only on the dating side, for, you know, women feeling like they have to give their bodies up on first dates, et cetera. But for men, especially on the other side, hey, when the feeling's not there anymore, uh, that's when the commitment that you made to this person really has to move forward there. So the, the the people that you've been dating, I mean, is that something that you see in these guys or or is that like gone?
1: Well, that's the thing. I, I'm not an expert on it. So it's not like I'm giving dating advice. I'm just trying to be more open about us having those conversations, yeah, especially because no. again, my following is young women. And so people say, you need to be preaching abstinence to these young women instead of telling them not to have sex with someone they don't want to make a dad. And I'm like, you don't understand how bad the situation is. Yeah. We have a lot of roadway to, to really make first before we we can get to those deeper conversations. The thing with dating right now is I'm trying to get women to understand you have to be equally yoked because of that commitment thing. Life is going to be decades with this person if you guys get married. The intention is to spend decades of your life with someone. And you
0: both will change Yeah. And so it's more about if
1: they aren't equally yoked with you, if you guys aren't on the same page and you don't understand that you're living your life for Jesus Christ, at least for me, if if this man isn't rooted in his faith and he isn't able to take something like a miscarriage or a very serious death in the family or anything without crumbling right. and he doesn't see the bigger picture, then that often leads to people splitting up. And so I want to be on the same page with it. So even if a guy is very handsome and we might both want a homestead and we both want to do certain right. things, I don't necessarily get excited about that, and I'm trying to get other young women to see that too, of don't have those fleeting feelings yeah. drive you to make some some long-term bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, no,
0: no, I, I I think, and, and you know, I realize that you are not the norm on, on, yeah. on young people. Kind of I, a grandma.
1: So please take no, this with us. No, right no, on. no, 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 Not a
0: grandma. Honestly, uh, you think the way young, young women did back when I was dating. Um, Alyssa, my wife, <clears throat> you two parallel each other very similarly. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys have talked offline, but, but me and Alyssa got married at 22. That's great. And, and, and we, we were, I mean, we had, we had our, our first born a year later. Like, wow. like we knew very quickly, like, Hey, you know, I want to get married. Hey, I want to have kids. Like, this is what I want, you know, g- kind of thing. And it just seems like we have this culture now almost where kids are almost devalued now, where, where, where kids are like this this punishment or this burden or this life ender kind of thing. Uh, have you noticed that uh, among, you know, your peers
1: and things? Oh, for sure. Graham, I was thinking <clears throat> we have a lot of depression in the 20s to 30s that we're seeing with millennials and now Gen Z as they're aging Uh, and people wonder how could this be how are so many people on pills why are people so depressed why are they so unfulfilled from their 20s to 30s it's supposed to be their best time ever and it's because society said this would be our most thrilling time ever really live it up live for yourself grow yourself Mm. and then settle down like when you're ready to do that and when you're ready to remove yourself from from what society and the narrative they've spun with just movies and, and culture is kind of nasty and it's a lie and so if you look at all of history, this phase of life, that 20s to 30s living it up for yourself, has never existed before yeah. in human history. Yeah, no. And all of a sudden we're saying you know what, we're going to tell these people to not do the things that bring the greatest moments of joy in their lives Absolutely. and then we're just going to send them out and do drugs and have fun and hook yeah. up and, and get drunk every night and guess what, they feel unfulfilled. And so again, this is just like something that's on my head sometimes. I don't know necessarily the, the grand scheme of it all at this point, but I think about that and I say maybe this phase of life just shouldn't exist, and it's wrong for them to have sold that to us.
0: No, no, I I agree, and that's why I'm excited to have you talk about this stuff, because my oldest son turns 12 this year. (laughs) I figure I got two, maybe three years left before all he's thinking about is girls, you know, and all this stuff. (laughs) And so, and and I know we have a lot of listeners that have kids that are dating and things like that, and and we have young listeners as well, and that's why I want to hear it from, from your perspective. Because back in my day, it was it was flip-flopped. It was, hey, have kids early yeah. so you can be kids with your kids. And then by the time they're grown and out, you're like 45, 50 years old. And then you can like, you know, enjoy your life when you have money, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was completely flip-flopped. And it's so interesting to yeah. me. Well,
1: I was talking to someone and he, he was giving me the guy perspective of, that this is funny. I don't go out to clubs Graham if you couldn't notice I I, and so, I am shocked so I was that having you, some you were guys, not a club hopper I was having some guys in like 27 28 age range that were telling me how they woo women these days especially in city areas like Dallas or whatever and he says that you have to take a woman to dinner and then the club and then you have to impress her by spending money on a table and the drinks and then you'll be able Bottle to show her and stuff right yeah you'll yeah. be able to show her that like oh I've got money and I, I'm a big guy in the area so like you should continue to date me I was like, what kind of weird process is this? Uh, I've never experienced it. That
0: sounds really uh, expensive. Yeah,
1: and then he was also saying a guy feels like he, he has to earn $100,000 before a woman would, would date him. Or, and I, I said, whoa, what? I'm out of the loop here, too. Now,
0: now, now, I will say that that's true. So, Is it really? So, so yeah. my wife's oldest sister um, uh, has lived in Oregon her entire life. Um, and uh, she has three daughters, and they have all moved to South Carolina. Like, we've converted the whole family to move yeah. out of that. Oh, I love that. I'll follow. horrific. I'm telling you, South Carolina's <laughs> an awesome place. It's an option. You would love it there. Either way. So, you know, uh, one of her daughters is married. One is your age. And then the other just started, co- is starting college this year. Um, and so I was talking to them, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're really looking for a guy that... Doesn't have any student loan debts, or you know, uh, we we want at least like you know eighty to hundred grand a year, you know, for them to make and all this stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm listening to them, and it's not necessarily that it's it's a bad thing to yeah. want those things, but it's this misunderstanding that you you don't make a hundred thousand dollars at 23, 24 it years takes old. Takes time, exactly. You I have to
1: have character. I you was in it.
0: Iraq the first time, nineteen years old, in war. And I made 950 bucks every two weeks. And I was in the war. Yeah. And and I, you know, even when me and Alyssa first got married and we had two kids, I was making like, after taxes, like $1,250 a check every month. And I was in, I was active duty army during this time frame. And so it's like this weird illusion that yeah. that women are getting told that you're judging this young guy, that there's no way he can do that and yeah. make that. At, at the age range that you're looking for, you really are looking for a 34 or 35 year old man well, at that point. There,
1: there's a few aspects to that, so. I try to talk to women about like when we're dating, we need to look for characteristics does a man inspire you to want to follow him on yeah. that path in life, especially if he's younger because he's got a long way to go, life is really long and a career for a man is really long. Yeah. Work
0: ethic. And yeah. so
1: first of all too, if a guy's making an 80k salary, he might be making that 80k salary for the rest of his life. So maybe yeah. you want to invest in an uh, invest your time and your love and energy into a man that has great character and values and core beliefs that will bring him further that you can trust. He's always going to be there. And and provide for the family in yeah. some way if his current path doesn't work. So I, I'm looking more for that. I think too a lot of conservative women they're dating that are my age, mid 20s. They're dating in 30 and up because there's just a difference between those men who are more masculine and older and more mature yeah. versus the 25 year old, 26, 27 year old young men these days. That to be honest, they look uh, uh, quite prepubescent in many ways. It's very weird. Yeah, uh, it's like a physical attraction issue. It's a maturity issue and it leads to women dating up, that also means that a lot of conservative women that saw themselves really focused on family and getting married and stuff, they're running into hiccups of all those single guys that are older are either once divorced or they're in a separation and they have kids. And our society right now, 50% of people get divorced. Yeah. There's a ton of people with kids out of marriage, and it's really complicating the dating field. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it's baggage at all, but it really complicates things.
0: Well, and I think we need more honest conversation from married couples that have made It? Yeah, because I think that um, one of the biggest lies we have as married couples that have been married past ten years, right? Because they say that seven to ten year mark is when people really uh, is 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 acknowledging the fact of oh, I, I I have no idea how could somebody divorce with three kids. I absolutely could see how somebody got to that point because marriage is hard. Yeah. Marriage is tough, especially when you throw a couple kids in there. And, and so so for me, and please tell me if you think that I'm wrong on this, um, uh, on the women's side, it seems to be fed this two things. You have to sexualize your body out immediately, which is absolutely not only not biblical, but false just across the board emotionally and, and everything uh, just wrong. There also seems to be this false sense of security that women are fed that they need. Well, your your guys got to have this kind of job, and this a job is an illusion. Like that man could get laid off tomorrow,
1: exactly, because
0: the economy goes bad. Like like you know, money should have nothing to do with it. And then on the dude side, it's it's honestly it's it's more uh, uh, non mature. It's more of a physical thing, right? Like. Men are physical beings, you know, and and you have to understand, like, hey, you know, what does this person's soul mean to you? What does their heart mean to you? Uh, You know, can you hang out with this person if your clothes are on, you know, kind of thing? Because 10 years from now, they're going to look different than they do now. Another ten years from now, they're going to look even different than they do then. And thankfully, I've been blessed. As she walks up with a beautiful wife, the, the three kids later still still looks amazing. Oh my god! Um, and uh, I definitely am the ugly one in the relationship for sure. <laughs> and so, anyway, but 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 it just seems like we're on both sides spreading lies to these younger generations that that, that aren't, isn't going to do anything but get worse if we don't combat that.
1: Yeah. I mean, from the woman's perspective, I hate that the left lies to them so much about empowerment via hookup culture and taking control of your body, because biologically, women release a deep connection hormone when they have sex. Men do not. Yeah. And so guess what? Even though you're going to tell yourself, I'm going to feel so good if I go out tonight and hook up with this guy, and, and I don't care if I talk to him the next day, when he doesn't talk to you the next day, you're going to feel sad on the inside, yeah. because science, that's just a natural thing. And so,
0: Oh, we're supposed to trust the science. It's
1: where You could say you won't have feelings for him, but your body, you've just sabotaged your body, yourself. Yeah. And so th- those interesting facts, when we don't talk about those things and it becomes taboo, then we get ourselves into pickles, like wondering why are we so depressed when we hooked up with a guy that we don't really care about. Um, from the guy's perspective, I've noticed that uh, it often takes a guy messing up and making those mistakes of just maybe being attracted to a physical uh, or physically to a woman and then investing in her, and he finds out, wait, I need more than that. Yeah. And so he makes that mistake maybe once or twice or three times, and then when he's a little bit older, he realizes. oh, oh, I want a Christian woman or a conservative woman, someone that is uh, supportive of my business, somebody that cares about my business, all that stuff. I've personally, like, I've dated somebody who was a trust fund kid who, you know, just had family money. I've dated somebody that built up a business, a, a a couple. And then I've dated somebody who's younger and wants to do more entrepreneurial things, but is totally would be like a risk in the sense of society tells you to find a man that could just take care of you right away and all that stuff. And all of them, they have their pros and cons, but what matters most is that you can get along with that person, how they treat other people. Are they mean to waiters? You know what I mean? It's those little things. So that's what I care about now and pay attention to is would I stick with this person? Would this person stick with me through all of the trials and tribulations of life? And do I like them as a person?
0: Yeah, that's what matters yeah. most. Well, the reason that I spun it this way is I know normally you talk about communism and and <laughs> which which is a big issue here. But but in my opinion, if we don't fix the nuclear family in America, yeah. none of it's going to matter anyway. So you know, to end this out, I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. If for the listeners that are dating, like you are, in your age range and whatnot, what do they need to do to change this trend that's going on? And to the parents of kids that are starting to date and all this stuff, uh, what do they need to look out for? What should they be telling their kids? Like like, like that that, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, to the people that are still looking for their life partner, I want you to consider it like that. I call it intentional dating or just being intentional in all things in life when you aren't intentional, you hurt yourself and you hurt the people around you. Other people get impacted. Yeah. And you have to be more thoughtful about your actions. And so on first dates, what's crazy, I'll talk to girls and they say, oh, we talked the whole time on the date and it was so wonderful. It was just, you know, small talk and stuff, but it was so nice and he's so hot. And they'll literally be like, I think I'm going to do it again. That person wants to live on a ranch. She wants to live in downtown Dallas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do in 10 years when you realize your dreams aren't the same? They want four kids.
0: He wants none. Yeah. yeah,
1: And so I'm in a unique situation where it's pretty clear what I want because of social media. Thank, thankful for, I'm thankful for that. But. On dates, I'm going to be practical of this is what I'd like to achieve in 10 years. I'm not strict on it. I'm not like, if I don't get this, I'm going to freak out. But it's more of this is my vision in life. And if you don't also like those same things or those same general goals and hobbies, that same number of kids, or you don't want to live in a rural area and you want to live in a suburban, keep up with the Joneses kind of neighborhood, then we're not going to work out long term and we just don't see life the same. So just be a little bit more practical and ask the basic questions if you're going to seriously date. And then think about what you're trying to achieve with dating. You're trying to achieve a marriage that will last decades, and you're going to grow old with this person. So when you start to see it like that, and you're not just trying to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, things change. And I'm saying this, it sounds very basic, but people don't do that right now. Yeah. And when they talk to me about it, they go, whoa. Whoa. I never thought about the it The like only that. <laughs> reason
0: we tell our kids all the time, because our kids are at the age where they're starting to ask, you know, what is dating? What, yeah. is, what is this? What is that? And we tell them that the only reason that you should date someone is to find out if they're who you're going to marry. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. Like, 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 there's no reason to even, you know, past a date, like a going to dinner, a date. There's no reason to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah. if you don't think that that person could be Mm -hmm. the person that you're going to marry. Yeah. And uh, it's so counterculture. All right, real quick, for parents.
1: Yeah, so for parents, first of all, there's a really good book called How to Raise a Conservative Daughter. And I'm not just saying people who have daughters or are going to have a daughter should read it. Yes, you should. But I think everybody should read the book because it kind of talks about how to form a solid foundation of values in an individual. And one of those is self-esteem versus self-worth. And all of these really basic concepts that have been neglected for so long. I did not grow up in a religious family, a Christian family. I, was, I went to church when I was baptized, and then I never went again. Right. I started going alone in college. So had I known gr- a greater understanding of my self-worth, that I was wonderfully made, individually made, and that I have a purpose and I have value beyond what society currently tells me I am valued at, then I think I would have made better choices for myself a lot earlier, and I right. wish that I had that structure when I was younger. So I would just say talking to them very point blank I don't have kids, but being really honest with them about what dating actually is and what their responsibilities are as young men and young women, you are supposed to find your life partner and build their own little family together. And it's going to be fun and it's going to have hard times, but most importantly, don't listen to the people that tell you it's just a settling down phase after you live it up for life. Yeah. Really excite them about what life brings decade by decade. And yeah. if we can make it more of an exciting phase, then maybe people would be more excited to enter into those steps in life instead of being like, oh, I guess I've got to settle down with a girlfriend I've been dating for four years and propose yeah. to yeah, her no, now.
0: I, I've noticed that. Sorry, I'm going to bun you no, quick. No, do I've it. noticed that a lot with people my age. It's like they assume that like once you hit your 30s and you're married, that like life ends. Yeah. And there's like nothing exciting. My life didn't really truly start until we were in our 28 30s. Yeah, Th- that's when and we had already had three kids at that point and, and it, live life for the adventure, not the highlight
1: reels, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and we
0: just, you know, we, we, we need to teach people that there's just so much, man, like kids yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've had success, we've had all this, and, and me and Alyssa now are at this point where we're telling people, like, no, I'm not traveling. No, yeah. no, I'm not. Uh, you know, and, and if that costs me money right now, then it costs me money. Like I said, I, I have a soon-to-be 12-year-old. I've got maybe three years mm-hmm. left to, like, really make some memories with him. And that's more important right now Yeah, yeah at this phase in life. Yeah. Well, when, when, when they're all in college and whatnot, and if, if we're still doing this stuff— I'll go back on the road three weeks a month again and yeah. stuff like that. But right now, you know, all this money, fame, whatever—none, none of it matters if 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 you don't have your your, your family. And yeah. so, I think you're doing things great. Thank you. I, I, I love the message that you. I love the message that you're starting to put out. That's not what people would have typically expected. Like, oh, communism's bad. You know, this is what's happening. No, you're starting to affect it where I believe the real change is going to happen which is women dating, young women dating, young men dating. uh, How the nuclear family is, man so vital. Outside of believing in God and loving the Lord, it is the most important thing that we can do. Yeah. Where can people go to find out more about you and what you got going on?
1: Yeah. And thank you, Graham. I appreciate it. Everything that I do now, I have a little theme. It's called cultivating goodness. Ah. And so I just want to spread it. And I just to close out with all of this, this is such a nice conversation. There was a quote and it said, I'm the only woman that can show my children what it's like to truly love life. And and as a mother, I'm going to step into that role. And Yeah. I, I can't remember who said it but it was really special if you live by doing your children will probably imitate it um so i have a podcast it comes out three times a week called the morgan zegger show oh yeah with
0: salem i'm so yeah, sorry i forgot about salem. it you no, no, signed okay. salem radio hit the applause
1: Oh, thank you very much. And so we talk about these things. We talk about politics, current events, and culture and how they're all intertwined. I love connecting things to history too because I'm the history nerd. So whenever something happens, I say, hey, here's what happened three decades ago that you should probably know about that provides greater context to this. Uh, So that's three times a week at the Morgan Zegger Show on all podcast platforms. And uh, the nonprofit interviews, what I do, I interview survivors from communism. It's at thefreedomrecords.com and this is truly not taught in the public classroom. So if you're a family member who wants your, kids to learn more about this stuff, I've made them and directed, like, produced them to be able to be something that families can watch on a couch after dinner together. And it's not a political thing. It's more of an inspirational story of somebody making the journey to America and fighting some really crazy stuff. So yeah, it's got wow. character and values and inspiration. Those are really the goals with a little historical context.
0: Yeah. Well, Morgan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank we you. love you here. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. You don't have to date the way culture tells you you have to. There is light at the end of the tunnel and the nuclear family can still survive. And believe it or not, There are people trying to do it the right way. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. Make sure to go check Morgan out and everything she's doing. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you all again next time.